This is Side Pocket Louie, and you're tuning in to Undergroundopolis. Welcome to Underground Opolis, everybody. Is it, this show is getting more exciting all the time? I swear, man. Thank you all for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube or followed my Facebook page, Underground Opolis, please do. And man, we got legendary Detroit glam punk rocker, trash brat Ricky Rat. So just, I'm so excited about this. I used to go to a little. I think I'm pretty sure it was a little, what used to be a church outside of Evansville, Indiana. I used to host shows. It's called Stevenson Station. And uh, that's where I was, that's my first experience with Ricky Rathick. Ricky Rathick, this old rundown it used to be a church. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. God, it's been 30 years or something, 25, 30 years. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he confirms. You, he might say, that, that's not where you saw us, but I'm pretty sure that's where it was. We're going to go ahead and bring him on. Hello. <laughs> What, so was was it the church that I probably saw you at called Steve outside Evansville? I think I th- I'm pretty sure that's where you all played at. It used to be a church. Remember Stevenson Station? I can't remember. Yeah, it used to be a. Ch- um, that was yeah, that was actually in Kentucky, right? No, it was in almost, almost. It was oh. in the most southern. No, uh, Melissa Head said that like cappuccinos. Uh, yeah, that, I, gee, I mean, I definitely remember the cappuccinos. <laughs> I, I kind of remember, yeah. I kind of remember the cappuccinos too. Uh, we played Evansville a few different times, a couple different places. Once you get, once you turn twenty one, you started going to Fitzgerald's. That's right, Fitzgerald's. Oh. that was where all. Do you remember that place? Yeah, I remember. Uh, we would go hang out there after playing the all ages shows when we were in Evansville. Uh, we might have played. We played there too. Who knows? <laughs> I know that building actually had secret passageways. I remember the the Fitzgerald's oh, building. No, Evansville was always fun. We always had a great time playing in Evansville. So, how did the Trash Brats come together? That's always kind of my first question. Well, um, me and Brian had a band uh, that was called Brat. Uh, that we is kind of like the beginnings of the Trash Brats, and uh, me and Brian go back to junior high together. So we go back a long time, and. Um, 
Brat kind of became Trash Brats. Uh, Brat was a three-piece band, and we wanted to go four-piece. And uh, basically, when uh, Tony Romeo joined the board, that's when we really became Trash Brats. And uh, that was way back in 1987. Woof. Well, well, who was it you would say that uh, that you saw? Or I want to be, I want to do that. I want to, like, you saw somebody on TV or at a concert or something. He's like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Who is that? Who would that inspiration be? If you can narrow well, it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, when I was a kid, it was uh it was kiss once i uh discovered kiss it was all over uh probably wrecked my life <laughs> but that's when i knew i wanted to be you know be a full-on rock and roller uh before that i just liked whatever music i heard on the radio i was a big am uh, pop fan in the 70s growing up and you know i liked some rock and roll but kiss was kiss was it that changed it all and uh i became yeah. so obsessed with them as a kid uh that's what led to me getting wanting to get a guitar and play and obviously, there was a lot of other bands later on too. That, um, but Kiss was the first big one for me when I was, you know, like eight, nine years old. Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna just turn the, turn the floor over to you. I know you've got like your favorite track. What are you? If you could narrow down a favorite trash frat story, I was <laughs> <laughs> just. Turn, well, actually, today is the uh, 26th anniversary of a kind of infamous show uh, here in Detroit where we opened for Kid Rock. And this is still very popular in Detroit, but not known outside of Detroit as much. And it was also the night he signed his first huge, real, real huge major label deal. And um, uh, so we played to a sold out crowd at the State Theater here in Detroit. And... Uh, most of this crowd completely hated us. So uh, <laughs> there's a video that makes the rounds where uh, uh, all, I, all I usually tell people is you just have to check it out. Um, it makes like Sex Pistols videos and stuff like that look tame. Um, but, you know, the crowd could knock us off stage no matter what they threw at us or spit at us or, you know, we gave it back to them and we, we did our whole complete set. They didn't knock us, knock us off the stage. <laughs> So that's one that sticks out in my mind today because uh, when someone pointed out it was 26 years ago today. So, um, wow. And that's crazy in itself. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that flyer, that picture, that flyer earlier today. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy because, you know, Kid Rock wasn't really into his rock and roll stuff yet either. He was still pretty much a full on rapper. So we dealt with a bunch of, uh, suburban uh you know kids that you know mostly male who were full-on you know just angry and <laughs> especially when they got a load of us they did not like us at all um but it was fun i mean we always we used to just have fun with it when a crowd used to hate us uh we just went with it and we used to get that a lot in the early days and uh you know by the time of the kid rock show we had our own crowd but obviously the night of Kid Rock, it's not like a lot of the Trash Brats crowd was there. <laughs> in those days, we used to play with everybody. I mean, we played with everybody from Kid Rock to the Goo Goo Dolls to Motorhead to, you know, Johnny Thunders. I mean, we we played with everybody, Some you know, <laughs> and sometimes the results, you know, uh, weren't so good, but it made for good stories. <laughs> No, like of a specific story. I'm, I'm just, I want to listen. <laughs> I know you got one. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 
it was weird how like just certain areas too, like uh, Evansville, um, we would have so much fun down there. And, uh, you know, we had a, a good friend down there who first, you know, booked us in there and she telling us that people, you know, kids down there would probably really enjoy it because a lot of bands weren't touring through an area like that. And we used to hit a lot of those areas, you know, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Evansville. And uh, I think it, you, it's almost like you might think some people in some of those areas might not get us or we'd, we'd get a lot of shit. But um, you know, maybe it was partly because a lot of bands didn't hit these areas when they toured or whatnot. But, you know, uh, people always it seems like, you know, they always had a really good time. And we find ourselves coming back to these kind of cities, not just, uh, you know, Chicago or New York or whatever. Those are great cities, too. But. It's just all these nooks and crannies, and uh, we played a lot of weird ones. <laughs> and so it was always a trip on the road, too, because, you know, we we never had a tour bus or major label support, so we were in these vans that were constantly breaking down. And you can imagine the looks and the comments at the truck stops, <laughs> all the stuff along the way. And uh, we just never really knew what we were going to get into, because especially with our image, uh, that still really upset a lot of people in those days. So... Uh, we never knew what we were going what was going to happen. <laughs> so you played all over, haven't you? Yeah, we uh, we only went overseas once. We did a small little uh, like five show tour of Germany, um, but we mostly just did the states. And like I said, we never had major tour support or anything, so it was tricky. We always it's always uh, DIY. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But that was cool, you know, in the sense that. That's how you met other bands that were uh, you got on with because it's kind of like you'd hook them up with a show in your town and they'd help you back and you crash at their house they crash at yours. That's the real deal thing right there. There's you know no management, no uh, you know uh, labels involved, and, and you know bands were going out and doing that that way. You know, and uh, I know bands still do it like that. It's got to be tougher now. Um, but that was, you know, there's a certain uh, romantic aspect of that, too, even if you're out there breaking down or you're getting in fights or you drive, you know, away, you know, 500 miles to some show and only 30 people show up. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still look at it. I think of more good times and bad times in those days because uh, we met a lot of people that became uh, lifelong friends and or fans. And uh, we might have never met them, especially in those days before the Internet. You couldn't just uh, hook up with people. And people had to go see live music to, uh, you know, yeah, see see it more in person. I guess <laughs> it's tougher now. It seems like you know, get people out, especially like people my. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's the thing is trying to keep this kind of music going with the younger generation. Uh, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of styles of rock and roll are. It's become almost old people music now. And like you said, a lot of, you know, people don't go out in our age group as much. But it's kind of hard to tap into the crowd for a lot of this kind of music. I know there's some rock and rollers out there, but uh, it's a different scene now for sure. How did you get um, involved in the trash, or not trash, I'm sorry, in the Dead Boys? How did that How did that happen? Um. Well, I, I'd known Cheetah uh, for a bunch of years. I'd done a tour with uh, Texas Terry uh, back in 2004. Texas Terry is awesome. If you haven't heard of her, I think you would enjoy her. She's great, great, great front woman. Awesome. 
Um, so she asked me to do a, a tour of the States playing guitar. And Cheetah Chrome was also on board as a second guitar player for, I think it was like 10 shows. So uh, that was exciting for me being a huge fan. And uh, that's when I first got to know Cheetah. So I knew him through the years and uh, Trash Brats opened for some of his solo bands and then my solo band played with him. And then uh, what happened with Dead Boys was uh, Jason, who had been playing guitar with Cheetah for quite a few years, he got in touch with me. Um, I knew Jason from ways of his old bands used to play together with the Trash Brats. So we were old friends. And he got in touch with me and uh, this uh, the start of what would become the Young Loud and Snotty reunion tour was just kind of beginning. And they needed a bass player, actually. And because uh, their bass player that was going to go out with them uh, was unable you know, to tour. And uh, so he asked me, hey, you know, I know you're a guitar player, but you might want to you want to play some bass with these guys. You know, Johnny Blitz is on board, too. Uh, for some shows, and I was, well, yeah, hell yeah, you know, this <laughs> this will be great. So, uh, you know, did a, a couple U.S. shows. Uh, it was like Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, like, uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, then a bunch of Canada. I knew, uh, I was told that, you know, it was going to be like a full-on, uh, they're going to call it the Dead Boys, and, uh, you know, asked if I wanted to be permanently a part of it, and uh, yeah, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> so, no. it's kind of is one of those things you know do you have a favorite dead boy story oh man (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what dead boys are like trash brats and uh uh, you know thing is you know in this this lineup too you got two of the originals you got johnny blitz and cheetah chrome and uh during their 60s i'll tell you what they're still full of fire (laughs) and uh, you got the rest of us who are the young the young blood even though none of us were young um, so the Dutch Truth is like a band was like a gig again for real. It wasn't just like studio musicians or you know this guy will play for a gig and this guy will play for a gig. We we became a real quick, and uh, the shows were pretty crazy. We got a really good reception, which you know took some doing because obviously going out, you know they're calling it Dead Boys and you don't have you know some of the other members only Steve Bader's uh right. in there so you're gonna get a lot of people going oh man they're calling it dead boys or whatever but uh, i think we won a lot of people over you know and uh there was a lot of crazy shows with those guys where uh we're getting fights with <laughs> getting fights with audience members you know and uh you know out in la I had an altercation and we're fighting with people and then guys that started it they actually called the uh, LAPD on us <laughs> saying we attacked them um so yeah it was definitely not a bunch of mellow old dudes out there that's for sure <laughs> so yeah there was there was a lot of a lot of crazy fun stories on those tours too it was a really small little bar and so it was completely packed sold out and it's you know good vibe in the sense that everyone's right in your face but you know we're talking a small stage and no security and uh so there, there's these guys who just, you know, I'm sure they're just trying to have fun, but, you know, they were getting too much knocking in the cheetah's mic stand and trying to grab onto him. And Jake, our singer, warned him, don't touch Cheetah, you know, leave Cheetah alone, you know. And, uh, you know, after the first song, you know, you know, get ready to go on the second song, Jake and the, one of the guys exchanged words. Next thing you know, we were, you know, jumping in the crowd and rolling around on the floor, <laughs> which <laughs> – Probably should be to my age. I was sore for about a week after that. <laughs> but um, you know, it's not like it, that's not like it was every night. But 
I mean, it was neat to see the uh, the younger crowds at some of the shows to go with all the old, all of us old timers, you know, who stay out of the pit and stay in the back. But up front, just seeing the energy from uh, the younger crowds, you know, was was awesome, you know. And uh, I, and again, it was a, a type of tour with, you know, it's not like we had a huge road crew or you know all this stuff. It was just a bunch of guys in a in a rental van going around and. Uh, <laughs> You know, playing, you know, we, we might be out 20 days and play, you know, 19 shows out of 20, which isn't bad, again, for a bunch of old dudes. <laughs> no, it's hard. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, 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 ter- Terry's hard, you man. It, I, I've, done, I've only done it a couple of times, and they weren't, like, real long runs. But, man, that was – I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> I wouldn't trade those times for anything, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I mean, I I feel the same way. Like, I'd rather do it hard still than not do it. And I know it's not for everybody, but I haven't uh, I haven't got sick of it yet. I mean, I of course prefer hotels over floors <laughs> and things like that. But um, I mean, I'd rather go play than not play. I just feel life is too short, and this you know, this is what I love to do more than anything. And a lot of it's just everything together. Getting the like I said, getting to see your friends all over the country like talking online or whatever is one thing but to be like hey man we're coming through you know vegas or we're coming through phoenix and then you get to see these people you know only once a year or whatever and that's one of the things i really like about it so could collaborate with anybody who would that be oh wow man <laughs> i love that's this question. question yeah that's a great question uh well you know some of my favorites are in in music are you know, long gone but i'm thinking of people that are still around one of my favorite uh rock and roll whatever you want to call them rock and roll punk rock rock and roll songwriters is andy shernoff from the dictators and i just thought he was such an amazing songwriter and you know especially his lyrics everything sense of humor so he's one i think of off the top of my head you know um obviously some of my heroes that are gone like you know mick ronson is probably my favorite guitar player who i couldn't even imagine couldn't even imagine what that would have been like to get to play with someone like that you know <laughs> the trash brats almost left a guitar behind uh, at this club in cincinnati called sudsy malone's which was a laundromat bar so there's probably some people out there who remember the place. It was, I it was do. legendary. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. Though, 
we we used to do great in Cincinnati, and the crowds used to get pretty wild. So I remember we had this one night where it was out of control. Like people were, you know, it like they do their shot and they throw the, you know, the, the glass and the beer glass into like the washers and turn them on, <laughs> you know, like just bad stuff. And I think Brian, someone handed Brian a phone book and he ripped all the pages out of it. So that was in the air like confetti walking in the bar. So anyways, we ended up making a big mess of the bar. So they weren't super happy with us. Then we realized the next day we're waking up at a friend's, we're getting ready to leave time. We realized we left one of our guitars there. <laughs> so we're like, shit, we got to go back there. And we didn't even want to face the club yet because of the mess. You know, <laughs> I mean, in the end, everything was cool. We were, you know, back there playing, you know, next tour or whatever. But uh, there you go. We actually left a guitar, not a, you know, guitar cable or a tuner. But we, we almost left town without a guitar. So, <laughs> yeah, you always want to be checking for your stuff. <laughs> Facebook viewer Karen Russell says, "When is Ricky going to get back to doing Facebook live songs again?" Ah, <laughs> well, maybe really soon. Here, I was, uh, I got off the, the off the path a bit. Just uh, like I said, me and the Rat Pack are rehearsing these new uh, stuff that we just recorded. Working on, spending a lot of time with that. But I do have a few in my back pocket here that I'm ready to uh, turn the camera on and throw them on the Facebook. Uh, I'm glad that people seem like they're enjoying that. Uh, you know, just trying again, to again entertain myself and entertain everybody else until uh, we can get back to the real live stuff. You know, so yeah, I think I'll have some more coming soon. Diane Brandt, why did why did you steal Scott's cryptic slaughter hat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It was. <laughs> Uh, you know, I try to be careful because I've I've had I've had a couple of guests get jabs, so I'm like I'm careful with the Q and A. Well, you know, now and then you got to work on a new image, you know. So I figure I might as well start stealing some stuff here and work on my image. But go <laughs> say hi to Cheyenne and Scott. Actually, that's uh, Cheyenne is who's engineering and recording and doing all the work on our new. So. Um, yeah, but somehow we stole that hat in the course of the weekend. So I don't know. I think it just jumped into one of our bags somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it just jumped in there. Facebook viewer Jason Smith asked if you're going to write a book. Yes. Um, I, I'm i just trying to figure out where to get started. <laughs> <laughs> it's only recently. Um, I haven't really talked with him yet, but there was a, um, a literary agent that I want to discuss and see what he can help me with, even whatever questions I may have or what direction he can point me. Um, Cause I'm just not sure where to go with it yet. Uh, I've been keeping diaries for the most part uh, since I was like, like 21, 22. So that goes back to like uh, 1989. So got lots of stories. So, you know, I just have never, it's like almost overwhelming where I don't know where to start. Like do you, you know, do you tell a life story? Do you just talk about the trash brats? Do you talk about, just touring or the craziest stories. So it's a matter of organizing it and getting an, you know, a good editor on board with me and someone basically light a fire under my ass to get me, get me to organize this crap. <laughs> but I do plan on it. I mean, I definitely want to write at least one book, if not, you know, two, three, four, or whatever, but I'll start with trying to do one. <laughs> Brian Kirchner says your journal was stolen at a John Prine concert. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
I lost a couple months, at least a couple months of diaries, whatever year I want to say this, maybe I'm going to guess 1990 or something. And hello, Brian T. <laughs> Brian Kirchner. <laughs> we are old, <laughs> old, dear friends. And, um, yeah, we went to see John Prine, who we, we were huge fans of, which actually Brian turned turned uh, me and uh, also Brian Oblivion from the Trash Brats on the John Prine. And uh, yeah, I had a backpack I used to carry around with my notebooks and all that. And uh, yep, it was out in the car and, you know, it is Detroit and all. So window got smashed and they just grabbed stuff. And unfortunately, <laughs> they got that, which, you know, that ended up in a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing of value in that bag. <laughs> I mean, to me, there was. But I mean, yeah, that's one of those things. So um, whatever notebooks I had at the time, at least it wasn't, you know, like a year's worth, but. Yep, I lost a couple months worth, but oh well. <laughs> so is the Rat Pack still a thing, Ricky Rat Pack? Yeah, we um, Rat Pack, which is uh, you know, I, when I went solo, I uh, you know had different people playing in the band, and uh, I was in Indianapolis for many years, and I moved back to Detroit. Now I've had a steady Rat Pack, um, with two two great two great players who are also awesome friends, uh, Laura Mendoza on bass and Joe Leone on drums and uh, me and Joe go way back. I mean, we were both playing bars when we were you know, 15 uh, from the same side of town, best side of town, the East side. <laughs> and um, it's just great. Like to be able to play with a, again, like having good players is one thing, but you want to again, have that gang and have that whole, like your friends. And that's, that's what I really love about it right now. And uh, we actually were just in Chicago this past weekend and we just started uh, working on a new album. We got the first four songs going on that. So uh, we're just trying to keep busy while, you know, the COVID plays out and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get back to live recording or live playing and hopefully touring and stuff too. But like everyone else, we got to just sit tight. But um, yeah, so working on new songs and trying to keep it going forward. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Do uh, you prefer the studio or the stage? Um, Stage. <laughs> <laughs> and elaborate. I, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've gotten more comfortable with the studio. You know, I think uh, it used to be real intimidating to me, you know, because you're on the clock and you're on the hour and you go into those places and it's just kind of like, ooh, kind of a little sterile. And again, was I was never in a situation where there was big label money or something where you could jerk around. So you're using like your band money or your own money and, and, and boy, mm -hmm. you know, you could spend a lot of money quick. So... I feel like compromised some sometimes over the years, some things I played or sang that um, I know I maybe rushed it because of that with the money and the time. But now times are different with that, too, because uh, you have a lot of, uh, you know, great studios in home studios and whatnot. People getting good sounds all over the place. But, you know, for example, uh, the stuff we're, we're doing with the new album is at a friend's uh, place in Chicago basement studio. And we we love working with her. She's great getting good sounds and you know you know it's you know of course some people are going to say oh yo you got to go to the big fancy rooms you got to do this got to do that well bottom line is you know if you're happy with the way your stuff sounds um there's a lot of options now and uh so now i feel more comfortable in the studio because you can be in a situation where it's maybe more a little more comfortable like that rather than these big sterile kind of rooms that you know are like you know two hundred dollars now however. oh so, yeah you don't really get that immediate feedback too. You know, it's nice when you're done with your music and you want to show it to people. And, and, but live is that, you know, it's maybe a cliche, but live is that instant uh, gratification. 
and so I, I definitely still like playing live, live more. When all this, when all this clears up, is there a tour in, tour in, in the cards? Um, you know, there's, you know, it's like I said, it's hard to say what anything's going to happen, you know, or when, because even if, even if overnight everything was clear, uh, you know, it takes a lot to get the ball rolling for a lot of stuff in the music business. Um, yeah. Even when it's, you know, say it was, you know, they're saying it's clear or everybody's, you know, safe. You know, understandably, there's gonna be a lot of people are still not gonna want to go out in big crowds yet or go to closed bars yet. And I totally understand that. So there's really uh, no set plan. It's like everyone else kind of waiting to see what happens and then slowly roll into some stuff as it happens, you know. Do you have a, a favorite Trash Brat song you like to play? Oh, you know, I guess that always changed through the years. Because um, obviously a lot of those old ones, you know, like anybody else, and you you know, when you always want to do new stuff, so you get tired of it. But I'll be honest, when we do these uh, these kind of reunion shows, I guess you call them, once every year or two here in Detroit, I don't mind playing any of the songs. I enjoy them all because just to see people have fun with them and dance around and sing the lyrics and all that, I mean, it's almost like I'm not sick of any of them then, but... You know, going home and playing them, well, <laughs> I don't really sit on the couch and play, you know, Marlboro Street or something, but to play it live. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love Dirty. Are you the gas boy? No, the gas boy would be Brian Oblivion. And <laughs> I had to have. Yeah, no. The gas station he worked at was up the street from Marlboro, the Marlboro Street Band House when we lived there. That's Brian worked at a gas station only about, you know, whatever it was, a mile or two up the street. And uh, he had a midnight shift there. And uh, he does take some poetic license, <laughs> some of those lyrics. But, um, yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian was the gas boy. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Ricky Rat Pack song right now? Uh, well, that would probably be the newest ones we just recorded. <laughs> just because they're so new and fresh, you know. Um, and I think, again, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people are like that with their songs, you know, where you're yeah. a little tired of the old ones and then you're excited for the new ones. So, yeah, I don't really have one. I mean, I'm partial to Crawfire Summer because it was my first solo single. And uh, it's kind of a romantic song in a way, too. Uh, it just has a good summertime feel. And uh, I, you know, I felt it, it got me off on a good foot for doing solo stuff because it was definitely scary to go out on your own. You know, I mean, all I ever wanted to do was be a trash brat. <laughs> Now this ain't the life for me 
Hey, this is Robert Freeman from Clay, Kentucky, and I'm listening to Underground Opus. My joke goes a little something like this. So a three-legged dog walks into a bar, and the bartender says, Can I help you? dog says, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off. <laughs>